Zimbabwe and welcome to Live Talk. We're coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. And I'm your host, Marvelous Mplanga Nyahuye. Today on Live Talk, we're looking at the health crisis in Zimbabwe following the outbreak of cholera as cases continue to rise. But first, let's take a look at what is happening at the Africa Cup of Nations currently underway in the Ivory Coast. After a second round of group stage matches, David Doyle takes a look at which teams look set for qualification to the knockout stage and which teams have a lot to do. Teams at the Africa Cup of Nations have just one match left to qualify for the knockout stages or go home. But after a second round of group stage matches, two teams have already guaranteed their spot in the final 16. And one is Cape Verde, the smallest of the 24 countries at this year's tournament. They beat Mozambique 3-0 on Friday, following their surprise 2-1 triumph against Ghana. That's given them an unassailable lead at the top of Group B. Also through to the knockout stage, current champions Senegal. They beat Cameroon 3-1 also on Friday, following a 3-0 victory over Gambia. The winner of Group C will be determined when Senegal take on Guinea, currently on four points, on Tuesday. Qualification goes to the top two teams from each group, as well as the four best third-placed teams. And while no one has booked their flights home just yet, there's a lot to do for Guinea-Bissau, Gambia and Mauritania. Those three are yet to get any points on the board. Ivory Coast will be looking to guarantee their progression when they take on Equatorial Guinea. The AFCON hosts are currently third in Group A, one point behind Equatorial Guinea and Nigeria. Here's the Elephants head coach Jean-Louis Gasset. Sometimes in tournaments like this, you wait for the results of others. We don't have to wait for the results of others. We know that if we win, we will qualify. And that's the most important thing. And the players know it and are aware of it. As it stands on Monday, groups A to F are topped respectively by Equatorial Guinea, Cape Verde, Senegal, Angola, Mali and Morocco. Second place in those groups and therefore heading for qualification as it stands, Nigeria, Egypt, Guinea, Burkina Faso, South Africa and Democratic Republic of Congo. The Zimbabwe School Examination Council, ZIMSEC, announced the 2023 November all-level examination results, which show a decrease in the pass rate. This was announced today to journalists in Harare by ZIMSEC Board Chairperson, Professor Edi Mwenje. Number of female candidates who said for the 2023 ordinary level examinations was 141,698. And of these, 96,963 wrote five or more subjects, with 29,094 passing five or more subjects, thus translating to a percentage pass rate of 30.01%. This <clears throat> the total number of female candidates who said for the 2022 ordinary level examinations was 146,000. 106 and of these 97 
1,565 wrote five or more subjects, with 24,371 passing five or more subjects. Uh, that's translating to a percentage pass rate of 24.98. This shows an increase of 5.03% uh, in the 2023 pass rate for the female candidates. Coming to the male counterparts, the total number of male candidates who said for the 2023 ordinary level examinations was 128,431. And of these, 88,088 uh, wrote five or more subjects and 25,596 passed five or more subjects, translating to a percentage pass rate of 29.06. The total number of male candidates who said for the 2022 ordinary level examinations was 132,653, and of these, uh, 86,018 wrote five or more subjects, and 21,645 five or more subjects, translating to a percentage pass rate of 25.16. The pass rate for male candidates in 2023 increased by 3.9%. That there was the Zimsek board chairperson, Professor Eddie Mwenje in Harare. Now back to our main to uh, topic on cholera. The health ministry says as of yesterday, Zimbabwe had 19,649 suspected cholera cases, 2,261 confirmed cases. 18,899 recoveries, 71 confirmed deaths, and 359 suspected deaths. The World Health Organization says it has stepped in to assist Zimbabwe with vaccines and training staff in using cholera antigen rapid diagnostic test kits amid concerns by health experts that cholera deaths are being underreported. UNICEF has also raised concern about the cholera outbreak in at least 10 African countries, including Zambia and Zimbabwe. Please stay tuned as we take a brief break. We'll be right back. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see, we seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depend on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. For those that have just joined us, please note that we are streaming live on all our Facebook pages, VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7, and VOA Ndebele. We're also live on YouTube at VOA Zimbabwe. Today we're discussing about the health delivery system which continues to be of concerns to Zimbabweans as, as a cholera outbreak continues in the country. 
to discuss the issue. We are joined via Skype by Dr. Simbisoranga, based in North Carolina, here in the United States, and UK-based health expert, Dr. Matthew Nyashani, who will be on the phone. Welcome to the program, Dr. Ranga and Dr. Nyashanu. Hello, Marvelous. Hello, viewers. Thank you for having me on the program. Thank you. And Dr. Nyashanu, welcome to the program. Thank you, Marvelous. Thank you for having me. I'll start off with you, Dr. Ranga. You heard there, uh, there are fears that, you know, some of the figures that are being reported in Zimbabwe as deaths due to cholera are being underreported. What's your view? Uh, Marvelous, uh, the view is that, obviously, we are not uh, testing enough of suspected cholera cases. Uh, I think there is a way we can get more accurate numbers. Uh, it's important for us to have accurate numbers. It would be great if those numbers were that low uh, in an accurate way. Uh, unfortunately, we may be under-reporting by probably a factor of 20, which is quite significant. This, unfortunately, means that people may be underestimating the problem we are facing in Zimbabwe and in, in the region in Southern Africa. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Over to you, uh, Mujunafundo Nyashanu. Munona say Shukwiti Kamunika, yes, Zimbabwe, Chichukwita, Tonichir, Wereji, Chekolera, Trukuns, Wokti, Kunet, Zimos, Akarez, Menikazem, Africa, Zirkutaris, and Anedenda, Iras, Trukona, Teraka, Tekeshera, Nyanyamu, Zimbabwe, Nemu, Zambia, Zishukwitika. Tika Tarisakana, Itirmu, Zimbabwe. Dangani chitewe rama e, manambas ne nekutiwa anwariku responda sei kuchirwere. E, Chatimo tanga kuona ndeche kuti e, muzimbabwe problemi irikuiti kande kuti e, amuna surveillance system. Saka kutitizwe kutiwariku ruwara langani zinuneza kisina surveillance system. Uyeze kwa kanaya mvura ya kanyanyiza, e, iyo mvura imanje ino kwanisa kusangana ne, ne sewage, asima problems anengari ponde kuti sewage, e, reticulation irimu harari. I reticulation ya kare kare nguwa ya kolonialism. Zekuti iye zuno wano haku garama harari, wano da e, revamped e, reticulation. Saka mvraika na ee zino, ndo saka tichuona kuti zirwere zikole razininge zaku nyanya kunge zichitapu kila. E, ukatarisa kuzambia, how they are managing, they have turned the independent stadium kuti inge iri a treatment center. Yekuti wanwarikuenda mwarikuno shandisa ma stadium kutiwa treat. Ukaona isusu mzimbabwe e, problem yekuti health system yedu, it's not well coordinated. Iye zino kana wanu, wacho wariku rapka, wariku vakuwa wariku no rapka, achino mamvura yoyo futi, achino wara futi ze. Saka kurapa kuwacha hakusu kubatira, neguti kunofana kunge kuchitangira kutunge, tishigara tirimu, tishima mvura ya kanaka, uyeze pasi na mvura ili kusangana nesueji, muno garalani. Mm -hmm. So, Professor Anyashanu, if the government were listening right now, what would be your word of advice to them as they try to fight uh, this uh, current pandemic uh, being brought about by cholera? So, my advice to the government of Zimbabwe uh, with the present uh, uh, cholera now as they try to fight it, I think this is a long-term issue that they need to put in place 
Now they are doing firefighting because there was no much preparation. One, there is need to revamp the Ministry of Health and have some branches that represent a strong health system. Now, our surveillance system is not there. We do not have a, a, a health promotion service. And all those need to be put in place. People in rural areas and in the city needed to have been educated long before we had this coming. This should be an ongoing exercise where people are actually educated and made aware of any diseases like these. And also, there is need to put more money to revamp the reticulation of Harare City Council, not only Harare, all other cities to make sure that it actually saves the population that is living there. And this will help the cities to have clean water, and this will also make sure that uh, people are not picking up medieval diseases like cholera. It's a medieval disease which we should not be seeing at this present moment. So there is need for a lot of work to be done in the Ministry of Health if it is going to save the population. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, over to you, uh, Dr. Simbi Soranga. You're a practicing medical doctor yourself. And we heard the, uh, that you know the World Health Organization will be working with Zimbabwe to try and help with the treatment uh, options that can be used to treat cholera. What are some of these options? And do you think Zimbabwe is ready? Uh, marvelous. Uh, it's a good thing that uh, organizations like the World Health Organizations organization are coming in to Zimbabwe to help. Uh, I think the government is not prioritizing uh, the cholera outbreak as it should, like Dr. Nyashanu was saying. Uh, some of the things that the World Health Organization is reported to be doing include uh, providing uh, vaccines for cholera uh, and also supporting treatment, providing things like fluids, uh, things like antibiotics. And we also need a deliberate strategy to contain the further spread, uh, like what we are hearing in Zambia, where, where, where uh, what's going on in Zambia, uh, where you actually have these cholera treatment centers that are properly uh, equipped uh, so that we can uh, keep up with the numbers and we can also make sure that those who are affected get adequate treatment. I think last week, uh, there was some report uh, of uh, some people being treated under trees in Shirezi. Uh, those are things that we should not be seeing in our country. I think we can do much better. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, some of our listeners who are following are asking, how does one know that they have cholera? How does it uh, present? Sure, sure, marvelous. Uh, in terms of knowing whether one has cholera or not, uh, a lot of times these people get in contact with other patients with cholera. Uh, they get exposed to the same food, the same water, uh, that may be contaminated. So the symptoms in general include uh, gastrointestinal symptoms like diarrhea, vomiting, uh, abdominal pain, sometimes fever, feeling weak. Uh, but usually it's, it's, it's a waterborne disease which is shared in the family or within the vicinity of uh, the, the, the people who contract the disease. So usually people would know uh, if someone has cholera-like symptoms and then they start having symptoms themselves. So it's a multiple process which involves 
being in contact uh, with people with cholera, being exposed to food with cholera, which may be contaminated, uh, and then developing the symptoms uh, subsequently. Thank you so much. I understand we have a caller. Caller Makadi, Trukta Nani Murukupi. Makadi, you go to Tema Villa Sanganya. We are Oh, sorry, na Dr. Nyashan. Sorry, sorry, something. Uh, okay, regarding the Taurus Angu. Motor Nam Fundisimoyo. Yeah, Taurai Tinsu. Yeah, and Rata was Kurupa now, a cholera. A cholera in Mukati Minikadi is Zimbabwe. You know, the Wotish, particularly in the Senika Kakao Majuru, Nukuti, Patanga Tirkumusha, Kuedu Kushiriz Kunoko. Atikatarisa Zakasiwa Those Ranga, you are hearing there what our caller, uh, Pastor Richard Moyo, is saying. She's saying that, you know, in the area where he visited in Zimbabwe, there were some people who had cholera but went to the apostolic faith for healing. And after that, the pastors and everyone around there contracted cholera. What's your advice to people that are seeking traditional or either religious uh, healing when it comes to cholera? Uh, marvelous. Thank you. I, I'm glad uh, Pastor Moyo brought the issue of uh, traditional healers, uh, faith healers. Uh, of course, you know, people have different belief systems. Uh, unfortunately, cholera can actually spread through some of those practices. So if someone with cholera goes uh, to a shrine, uh, they get prayed over uh, without proper sanitary condition. That can actually help spread cholera within that shrine or that home. Uh, so what I would encourage everyone in Zimbabwe is I know Pastor Moyo mentioned that cholera will be with us for a while. Well, it depends on what we do uh, as communities, in churches, in schools, uh, in homes, at work. Everyone has to stop what they are doing and focus on getting rid of this epidemic. 
uh, or outbreak, which means that whatever we are doing, wherever we are going, we have to be thinking about cholera. We have to make sure that we uh, practice sanitary uh, measures, uh, washing hands, using clean water, boiling water for cooking and for washing fruits, things like that. Uh, that's, those are some of the things I would suggest, Marvelous. Thank you so much. Over to you, uh, Professor Nyashan. You heard there what our caller, uh, our caller had to say about what he saw when he visited his home area. What's your take? Are there any pointers yeah. that you can give to people as they live through this pandemic, currently the cholera? Definitely. Uh, just like what uh, Dr. Ranga was actually talking about, mm. it's uh, about change in behavior for communities and follow uh, safe ways. But uh, I want to also uh, uh, talk about uh, the power of religion in health promotion and taking decisions. Mm -hmm. And this is why marvelous. Earlier on, I was talking about health promotion. If people had been educated and use religion as a vehicle for communication and use its influence to teach the right things, if we had a health promotion service, mm -hmm. then all these religious groups would have been taught and we should be not having all these things that are happening where the church becomes the center for infection. And uh, this is something that needs to be sorted by the Minister of Health to educate communities. And education of communities should not be a one-off when a disease breaks out. It is a structure that should be put in place to make sure that it's ongoing and it's sustainable. Um, and going forward again, I think for rural communities, there is need. I'm looking at something that will be sustainable and that will not lead us back. It is also important that instead of running around and say we want to electrify um, rural areas, mm -hmm. if first we can actually look at providing safe and clean water to rural communities. That is the first priority that we need because we know that with water, then we can move to other things that are on top after we have made sure that all our communities are very safe. So rightly what uh, Dr. Ranga was saying, I think there is need for change in behavior and there is need for communities to practice safe um, safe ways of, of, of living, and we will have it gone. I must say to Pastor, no, we are not going to have a long time with it. It is about our behavior that can see cholera off. Mm -hmm. Thank you there, uh, Dr. Nyashanu. Uh, over to you, uh, Dr. Ranga. Uh, so some of the people that are following are saying, you know, the health system in Zimbabwe is not very good currently. Can they handle uh, cholera? Um, the answer is yes, Marvelous. Uh, it's about priorities. Mm -hmm. uh, what are we prioritizing? Because if we are pro prioritizing the health uh, of our people, we are prioritizing a stable country with, uh, you know, productive people. So I think that we have what it takes to make this outbreak go away. Uh, it means that we have to be very deliberate about what we do. Uh, I know Dr. Nyachane has talked before about uh, a cholera task force. Mm -hmm. This is something that we have to deliberately focus on getting rid of this 
outbreak where we make sure that the task force has enough resources that the different communities, whether it's schools or churches or workplaces, everyone is aware that there's an outbreak out there and is taking necessary measures that those who need treatment are getting treatment fast, uh, they're getting isolated fast uh, so that we prevent further spread. And then we work on a long-term plan, like we have talked about. We need all communities in Zimbabwe to have access to clean water. Uh, and this is, includes the cities, this includes the rural areas. So there's a lot we can do as a country. Uh, we just have to prioritize this outbreak. Thank you there, Dr. Simbisoranga. Over to you, Dr. Nyashanu. Uh, Dr. Ranga spoke about a health task force, which you mentioned uh, earlier on, but I understand we have a caller, so I'll take the call and then come back to you. Hello, caller Makadi. I think we've lost the caller, but uh, never mind. Uh, over to you, uh, Dr. Nyashanu. Uh, who would this health ta task force comprise of? Let's say the you know, government was listening, the health authorities were listening. How, who would be in this health task force? If the government is listening, the health task force will be made up of stakeholders. So when we talk about stakeholders, we are talking about all those interested parties. So this will be non-government organizations that are working with communities, religious organizations, and uh, we, the Minister of Health also being there, and we have a task force that would actually engage the communities and make sure that uh, what is being put in place is being followed. And without that, a task force would be actually something that is quite very quick uh, to, 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 to try and solve the problem. In the long run, there is need to strengthen our health systems and prepare for a for, for any eventuality like the one that we are having. But a task force at the moment will be very, very important to actually mobilize the resources, make sure that it's reaching the communities, make sure that they, the word that comes from the top is actually reaching communities. And that is actually through some... Uh, some, some uh, now, the problem that we have in Zimbabwe is we used to have what we called community health workers, mm -hmm. and all those people. But because of the, the poor health system, which is weak and fragile, those people disappeared. And in many countries that I have actually undertaken research, like Uganda, in Kenya, or in, in, in Burundi, or in, 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 um, in Rwanda, you will find out that there are community health workers who are stationed in rural communities, and they are actually used as conduits for any health program. And they are quite very, very useful, especially when there is a refresher training and when they are also paid some money to make sure that they keep on going and train them. And But that system on the line of defense in the community in Zimbabwe has actually been totally destroyed. There is need to revamp the health system in Zimbabwe. It is actually working dangerously where people are even fearing to go into the hospital because you are likely to die in the hospital than actually when you are outside. Mm -hmm. Thank you there. Place. Thank you there. Let me take a caller from Zimbabwe quickly. Hello, caller. Baruku Zimbabwe. Magadi. Ah, no, I'm good. Taurai, you 
Pakamira se ipanya ye kolera. Ah, gorilla mawani, ah, legi ndagatembo. Ari nende ndise about gorilla but. Isirat. Mhm. Eh munogara ku area yipimi kwakamira se. Yegara good comfort. Okay. Oh. We just had there one person who said that they actually contracted cholera and uh, was able to go to a private clinic. So I'd like to thank our guest, uh, Dr. Simbi Soranga, and also Dr. Matthew Nyashanu for having been on our program. Unfortunately, time is not on our side, and that brings us to the end of our show. Signing off in Washington, I'm Marvelous Mplanganyahuye.